Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, it's a podcast about Indiana Jones, every movie, one minute at a time, Indiana Jones, Minute. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast that's starting to get just a little bit too heavy for us. I'm not quite sure our strength is going to hold out to the end. I'm Pete. <laughs> I am Tom Taylor. <laughs> I'm Gerald Christopher St. Tarsitius, uh, patron of First Communicants and altar servers. He was carrying the Eucharist to some prisoners and was beaten to death on the Appian Way. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Now look, it can't all be fun and games. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> some, just some like of these saints got to earn it. The they got to yeah, they got to earn it the hard way. Um, yeah, actually, as I as I say every time uh, about now, man, a lot of them died gruesome deaths. There's a lot of <laughs> martyrs in those annals. You know, speaking of it's tough, gruesome and happy and way. When I was a kid, uh, we a lot of the food we ate came out of boxes, and I remember like. When we were really doing well, we would eat uh, the Chef Boyardee build your own pizzas at home. Ooh. <laughs> but when things were not going as well, there was this there were these Appy and Way pizza mixes that would come out of a box. And I remember they were not good. Oh no. Wow. So I yeah, it's always a brutal death on the they Appy say and like, Way. Uh, you you know, had the, to say the Appy and Way, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say the Appy and Way was one of the uh, one of the reasons that Christianity s- spread as rapidly as it did. Yeah. Is because yeah. isn't that true? Yeah, because the the roads were so great. Yeah. So, I don't know. Porter? Porter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tommy. You always got my back there, Tommy. I appreciate that old salamander chameleon thing. <laughs> Boy, did I blow that. And, <laughs> but and uh, I I'm Neil Agatha of Sicily, patron saint of baked goods. Right. Oh, okay. beautiful. <laughs> Hey! Wow! <laughs> and, and I believe, Very well done. I believe a, a modern interpretation would include pizza. Okay, but, yeah, nice. uh, obviously, oh, sure. obviously without pineapple on it. Oh, so like <laughs> oh, Pete as a yeah. kid, like if he's having like oh this Happy Way pizza stuff is just garbage. Like would he then pray to that saint and like mm-hmm. maybe the Chef Boyardee yeah. stuff would show up next time or something? Well, I wasn't sure if it was the person eating the pizza or the baked good themselves. So oh okay, if you are a baked good. Maybe you've got some metaphysical support right there. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're the Pillsbury Doughboy or something, he would pray to you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> well, someone just tickled my belly button. Yeah. <laughs> so, did, Jerry, did you get like, the pop-up book of patron saints for Christmas or something? Just, just I actually, you know what? got the Lego uh, set. Uh, what's interesting about uh, St. Tarsicius is... Um, you know, be, being a patron of First Communicants, I actually did get the the uh, the lives of the saints for my First Communion, and uh, I poured over it. Um, yeah, and I I I, I poured over it uh, religiously. <laughs> get it? Mm. So, yes. Uh, you know, this mm-hmm. also raises a question for me, Neil. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the fact that you are Saint Agatha of baked goods mean that? You also have an issue with Marcus, formerly being oh. Christopher Marcus Brown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't actually have a, an issue with Marcus. I mean, you know, it'd be, okay. it'd be, would it be nice if they've 
kept him a little more kind of uh, the the respectable Raiders character. But uh-huh. I, I, I gen- genuinely don't have a problem with the the gags as uh, as you guys are kind of pointing out. Oh, thank God. That this this movie is laden <laughs> with, but yeah, because I just think this is just the way that they did this movie, and yeah, you know, they're, they're they're just different. Yeah. All three. Three, all three are different movies. <laughs> yeah, and their filmmakers yeah. to me went about them specifically differently. I mean, it's and it's stark when it comes to Temple of Doom, right? I mean, it's just it's night and day from mm-hmm. uh, from Raiders, and I think this one is too. And, and you know, it's it's you know, you guys have said it's it's kind of getting back towards towards the Raiders direction, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's intentionally not going all the way there. And they just wanted to set out to make the Saturday matinee movie for the family. And this is what they did. So, you know, a bit of bumbling Marcus is fine. You know, as Eng- English bumble sometimes. <laughs> that was very That's nice. Always charming. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's nice to start a podcast without having a random question thrown at oh, me. Oh, right. I forgot but, about but that. Then, but then there, there <laughs> it was. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> now, I feel like, now I feel like the podcast really started. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, today we're going to be talking about minute 110. Minute 110 begins with Indy crawling into the Grail Temple, and it ends with a very old man talking about swearing. And I kind of picture Jerry ending up like this one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. Well, he's not two years old. He's kind of he's kind of medium old now. He's not very yeah. old yet. Yeah. But <laughs> well, this, thank this you, talking Peter. about swearing is still going to be there. Well, I appreciate that. Um. <laughs> You know, I'm wondering, at the end of this bridge, is there a little uh, courtesy spittoon of sand? <laughs> yeah. Take a sand, leave a sand. Yeah, exactly. You, you remember where you put the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he tossing that there I'm... for himself, or is he intentionally yeah. letting Elsa and Donovan follow him? That's yeah, or does he think they're going to bring his dad? Yeah. Oh, Although Marcus oh, told him to come oh, quickly. Yeah. Marcus said come quickly. So That's maybe. true. I think Indy would get that he couldn't be moved or anything. Yeah, why would Indy do I, this? Because he knows the bridge is there. Yeah. Although it might be really freaky like to do that again, to be like, okay, there's a bridge here, right? Although the other way, there's no way it would match is, up both ways because yeah, the other it, way would have different rocks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, you know what's interesting? What if Indy... Uh, we're jumping ahead a pinch, but but I love this. You guys are gonna love it. It's brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> what if what if <laughs> what if Indy had the chalice and he didn't throw the sand across the little rocks across to uh, highlight the bridge, and he used it to uh, you know um, bribe or as a bar, as a negotiating tool with Donovan because Donovan can't get into that room right now. But how do you how do you negotiate if you like? What's he going to negotiate for? Because Donovan, I don't, no matter I don't what he does, know, Donovan's still on the other side of the chasm. Like Indy can't true, approach, but, get to the other side without giving away that there's a bridge. But Indy is the only person who can cross this yeah, right now. That's true, and and he has the Grail. I mean, you know, if he knows mm. that's the Grail room or that's the final challenge chapter, whatever. So it's interesting. The movie could have gone a a, a different way setting up like a standoff there mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right it like, was like a raiders brilliant. style standoff you throw me the whip i'll throw you the grill <laughs> oh yeah. yeah throw me my dad yeah. i'll throw you the grill <laughs> throw me my dad <laughs> because because he can't you know i there's i don't think that uh i don't think uh donovan knows anything about this now his dad does because they're 
telepathically connected or spiritually. There's a Yahweh bridge between them, whatever. But Donovan would just come there and who knows what would happen. Same with Elsa. Yeah. Although I think this does this does answer your question, Jerry, of whether the bridge is there all the time or not. Like if Donovan shows up later, it means I'm yeah. assuming it means the bridge is always there. Because Neil also Jerry made out had of the stone. idea that what's that? <laughs> yeah, it's also made out of stone. <laughs> Jerry well, had listen, the idea not... that last minute, Neil, that the bridge yeah. showed up and disappeared periodically, depending on how much faith you had. Like a mystical, mystical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. What do you think about that, Neil? See, I I don't think it's I, I'm not saying it's cool that Donovan and Elsa show up or follow at all. No, I think it's just uh, it, it's a it's a physical thing in my mind. I mean, I, you, know, you know, I think obviously when you when it this, the, the camera kind of pans around and you see that it's an optical illusion and it's a clever one. Uh, that in my mind, it's just always there. I mean, you know, I, the, the the night surely can come in and out of this place. And mm-hmm. so he has. To, what is he using? Like Yahweh's breath to cross the chasm? Is he? The thing is there for him, right? That's yeah. And he's he's obviously I'm... mastered the art of not having to use sound. <laughs> right. Otherwise, he's going to give it away every yeah. time. Yeah. He's got real faith that the the stone bridge is actually still there. It didn't just mm-hmm. magically disappear when he turned his back. <laughs> I don't think that guy ever leaves. At all. I have I always thought that too, but the more position. we talk about yeah. like, you know, dusting off the bridge and replacing the Ooh, tiles yeah. and moving the decapitated <laughs> bodies, like somebody's got to be doing that. Yeah. As silly yeah. as it sounds, <laughs> I'm wondering if he does just kind of keep tidy up and stuff. He can't just exist in this room. I mean, there's got to yeah, be more like to he's it than got, that, right? Where does he get, where does he he get quarters? food? Where does he get fresh water? Well, I mean, there could be uh-huh. water that trickles in, but where's he going to get fresh food? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think it's like, a, I think there's a, a loaves and fishes thing. Oh, just maybe. every day, there's like a bread basket of loaves and fishes. Duh, and manna and honey. Well, Did you think... guys ever go to Sunday school? <laughs> well, I think there's a restaurant in Jordan with like a 900-year recurring lunch order. I was like, oh, I got to deliver yeah. again. Remember, we're dropping this <laughs> crate of food into <laughs> Crescent Moon. It's really hard. I have yeah, to fake meal every color. time. <laughs> uh, before we get to the night, though... I... Indy has to crawl that final 10 feet. Now, yeah. is that just because people in the Middle Ages were just that small? <laughs> yeah, Press my in. button! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's this way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you come in and you're, you're a knight and you're wearing all of your knightly regalia, oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, like if you're yeah. wearing a suit why, why did they make, the like, Why did they make yeah. Indy have to just crawl for seven feet? Maybe they're forcing uh, penitence again. It's a yeah, they're, they're, they're forcing your body into a kneeling yeah. pose. Or maybe if hmm. they if they left it, if they had a larger opening, you could see the flames flickering from the other side of the. Oh, interesting! It might like it might oh, cast wow. shadows on the bridge. Could you well, pe- just build pick out it the better. Rail and pass it down to me? Just roll it down <laughs> yeah. the stone bridge. It'll feel put like a left hand over. turn in there. <laughs> That's true. Maybe they did. I mean, I, it's just—it's interesting. He has to crawl, but just for like seven feet. Yeah, I like the the. the we, he crawls in here, and we see the night there, and they almost immediately cut to this the shot, you know, where you're sort of facing the night, and Indy's behind him, and it's a it's a very cool looking Indiana Jones moment because like uh-huh. nothing's happening. It's literally just him like being like, just regarding this this ancient supernatural night. 
And it's like, and he's a little bit like, what the hell am I doing? Here? Like, what is, <laughs> what have I stumbled into? Like, before, what exactly is going on here? Before the, his natural instincts of, of like, what can I take or break? Or steal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does he count as an artifact? Yeah. Can I break that guy, or do I just steal that guy? What, what, what rules apply here? Well, actually, I this of, down, it's all stone. <laughs> well, speaking of breaking that guy, when you first watched this, and you think when Andy walked in, did you think that was a real guy, or did you think that was a statue of a guy? No, that's a good you question. know what I thought? I the first thing I thought is, God. That guy's living the night. You know, the night is living the life that Pete Mummert wants to live. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so exhausted. <laughs> Nothing but plates and grails as far as the yeah, eye he can see. He doesn't want to have to. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. He doesn't want to have to deal with anybody. There's no sound. Nobody can get to him. <laughs> it's the ultimate man cave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. So, you know, I, I'll say this. You know what I love is at least the knight is wearing gloves when handling the relics. Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. That's true. Come well, on now. <laughs> I, I have a similar question. Um, uh, does he does he really have to wear the chain mail the whole time? Yeah, I was wondering that too. D doesn't he have fatigues yeah. or something? Or does... Although if his, whole, it, oh. if his whole deal is that he's waiting for someone to come and challenge him, maybe he needs to be ready at all times. For well, that's why I was wondering, years. does he know... I think he might know that Indy's in the like the people are getting close, mm. and that's why he's oh. got it on. Like he's oh, prepared yeah. himself. Yeah, snake alarm went off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bloody hell! <laughs> someone's coming after all these years. Got to put my pants on. Got to dust off the old chainmail headpiece. <laughs> yeah, because if he wears that every day, that chainmail would just have to reek. Like that would just Ugh. be. Oh. Yeah. But in this in the yeah. script, it it was more than chainmail. When you come in in the script, it says we can't see the Grail Knight's face. The visor of his helmet is down. Oh. And I think he's wearing a full mm. suit of armor when they originally wrote this. Hmm. And that would really be an interesting... That would be, that'd that'd be, be tough. Cool. Yeah. See, I, I just think the knight is in a state of torpor here. I mm. don't think he moves. I don't think he, he you know, has to eat or anything i mean i think he just sits exactly right there and i wondered how you know how many times has he read that page <laughs> <laughs> he's like a character you know, in a video game like years. you have to pass the certain point for him to activate exactly can we, exactly. Can we just make a note for chris de Guardia as well torpor chris this seems like a pretty hellish existence yeah oh, i don't really care how Pete, holy you are this has got to be it's gonna be Tough. hot in there. Yeah, Part of the knees this is, for anything. This is, yeah. this is your dream come true. Not my dream. <laughs> <laughs> comfy you know chair, what's, what's really really weird is that in you know previous Indiana Jones movies we always have ancient artifacts and relics and idols and here we have an actual ancient person. Yeah. yeah, and mm -hmm. it's kind of nuts. It, it it isn't a radio for talking to God. This <laughs> yeah. is a thousand year old guy who you can talk to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about really like good... if you if you're oh, a no, real no. archaeologist or a real historian, Ooh. this is the single biggest find in history. Like you <laughs> actually yeah. have a direct person yeah. you can ask any question you want to about the Crusades or the Middle yeah. Ages. And he can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have yeah. an excellent, I have like two excellent questions, actually. And they're sort of the same thing. Wouldn't that make it one excellent question? Uh, well, I don't know, because it's kind of, it is kind of two. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's find a, them into like a sensational question. This is question. such a good question that when you hear this question, you'll understand 
this <laughs> very boring buildup I'm giving to it. Um, why is the knight old? Yeah. And the reason is two questions. Yeah. Why is he old in the context of the movie? Like, why did he age even though he's supposedly, you know, he drank from the... Well, I, actually, now that I say it, I don't know if he did. He must have done something because he's been alive for 700 years, but he's old and weak. Mm-hmm. But then also, why do they write him that way for the movie? Yeah, I don't know. Like, why, why is Indy not yeah. faced with like a virile, powerful right. knight ready to take on any any you know uh, challengers? But see, I think the fact it, that he is old, like I'm not sure why they wrote him this way, but I think the fact that he is old is proof that he leaves the temple quite a bit. Because I'm assuming oh. the only time he can age is when he leaves. Like he goes Ooh. to pick up some, you know, he gets lunch. the dry cleaning, or he goes, yeah, he goes to get some lunch or whatever. And <laughs> when like he comes back, he's a little bit older. What's that? If you watch the show Legion, there's a there's a character somewhat like that in a similar kind of thing. Oh, okay, look it up. Hey, look, <laughs> you know, look, I'm I'm calling bullwhip on the knight's fruitless attack, swinging the sword. It's yeah. stupid, and it's irreverent, and it's, uh, it's once again, com- it's it, it completely shatters the ominous <laughs> and even triumphant mood yeah, yeah. that we just had. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're the Grail Knight who's guarding the cup of Christ and you have everlasting life, you don't slip a disc brandishing your sword. <laughs> And you don't have flutes going. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, <laughs> this exactly. Note that just says, Thanks for the dignity, John Williams. So exactly. My note. My so, note here just, just says. Stupid. I wonder how much Tom and Jerry will hate the sword being too heavy for him. They will both be seeing fire engine red. <laughs> yep. It's not even fire engine. Well, it's just like you know, sad orange. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Come on. We had a really good thing going for a second. Here's what. Here's what it is. You nailed it, Tom. You know. The previous minute was so well done with Harrison Ford acting. I just said it was the scariest part of the movie for me. They do it so well. It's a leap of faith. It completely mirrors uh, Christianity and the keystone of, you know, the Christian faith. It's so well done. And then they have... The night, and he's you're like, oh, his back hurts. It's too heavy. My strength has <laughs> left me. What? What do we? This is stupid. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, 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 I want to say, look, you either have ever everlasting life, or you're mortal. No, see, half ass yeah, everlasting life. Hold, crap. hold on, I, hold on. I, I disagree hundred percent as usual. But a, I, lo- I love the sword gag. I think it's awesome because he gets <laughs> off a pretty good first swing, and it's hilarious because he like puts it over his head and he just fa- like the way he falls over backwards and the expression on his face is I like I laugh every time I see it. But the other thing is Speaking we might be dig- misunderstanding disagreeing this, completely, but okay. this Grail business because it's uh it says you'll live forever. It doesn't say you won't grow old. Well, but but then what's the point of having this guy guard the cup of Christ? Well, yeah, he said he was, in like he said he's going to years if somebody shows he, up. He, yes. he decided he's the guard of Christ, the cup of Christ. That, that's not necessarily the cup of Christ that's told him to do that. That's This guy's got delusions of grandeur. He's like, that's hey, I'm going to be the guard. I'm taking over here. And he built all this stuff and he's kind of created this whole little world in his own mind. But I don't think that's necessarily anything but his own. But okay, hubris. if we're gonna go with that route, then where is he shaving? <laughs> Why isn't his beard like eight hundred yeah. years old? Well, you can, you can. I don't. He can I shave. Just, he can. He's got a knife. He's got a sword. Yeah. With what? With with <laughs> medieval <laughs> clippers? Yeah, he's got a sword. I mean, yeah, well, if, I mean, he's he got invented his own razor. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, if the yeah, guy can... 700 years yeah. on his own. Well, he he right. knows what he's invented over that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's built dozens all those more grails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, the whole, the whole point is he says he's he's sworn allegiance and to protect it, and someone, you know, the next guy needs to defeat him in single combat. That, and and that's guy, what a knight from the Crusades would say. It's not necessarily something that someone from the second or first century of the common era would say. That's something well, God, that I think he made up. And God sent his replacement in, unfortunately, it was Indiana Jones and he wasn't interested. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I can accept, I mean, I for, even though I do not get it, I don't get why he's old. I don't get why he's old. Uh-huh. I don't get, but I can live with that. I, I, maybe it is because he leaves sometimes. Maybe it is just because, you know, well, it never says the grail's not as, as powerful he, as we say die. it is. I don't know. But... Uh, the, to have him fall down is just mean. It's like it, it, oh, it's, it's it's mean to the own movie. It's like he could he could yeah. he could take a swing and then just be like, you know what? I'm 700 years old, and I'm feeling it. You vanquished me. Here's what my sword. What happened to you guys as kids? Something no, happened to you guys. It just it Pete, stole your I don't joy know. for Come life. On, your, God, it falls no down and it goes boop 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 boop. Absolutely hilarious. It's like Gilligan getting a bird. Falls backwards. It's absolutely. But it it ruins. It ruins the seriousness of the previous scene. It takes me out of the movie. And the other thing, Pete, it's not that it. I agree with you. It is really funny and it's really well done. I disagree with that. If I'm watching, (laughs) well, if I'm if I'm watching Monty Python, or I love Lucy. Yeah. Or I love yeah, it is funny and watching him go and it is funny. He's an old knight. But but they're expecting me to take this seriously. No, but they're th- not, this this movie has continually done that. Hasn't yeah. it? It's yeah. thrown out these it things it constantly from yeah. right from the start. And and so it's it's intentional. It's not asking you to be in a serious Raiders mood the whole time. Right. It's, asking, like you to, it's get... asking you to have fun, Jerry. There's a time Cast for fun. Me. Even in this movie, there's a time for like, you know, a lot of the, there's been a lot of legitimately there are 26 funny, fun seconds stuff for in fun in this movie, Neil. <laughs> yeah. You have 26, 26 seconds to enjoy yourself. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, you don't interrupt a scene like this with something just flatly goofy like that. It's, it's, no, I disagree. Uh, I think it's, well, you, I think it's you great. You tell Steven Spielberg that. Tom, <laughs> well, I, you will. know, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> you, are, you know what? You guys are oh, right. Man. It is consistent with the movie, and I'm the dumbass for no. thinking that when I walk back through the door again, <laughs> the paint isn't going to fall on me. You know, I, I'm the right. guy who's walking down the street, and it's like, I, I'm sure there are no more banana peels to slip on, <laughs> and and that's I'm expecting more from the movie because the movie does do certain things so well, and I get sold back into taking it seriously. Yeah, but see, I, I don't think I just think you're not on, the on board with minute. The, you're just not on board. I think with the conceit of the movie. If this like, is I the think... conceit of the movie, then I don't want to like it. Actually, I'm I'm dead serious uh-huh. because they're they're presenting. This is this is like the climax of the movie. This is what everybody's yeah. been looking for, and people have been talking the whole time about the Holy Grail, the Cup of Christ, this mm-hmm. like possibly not real, possibly unattainable thing that Indiana Jones is about to obtain, 
and there's a 700-year-old knight here who's sworn an oath to protect it, <laughs> and he falls and he goes boop a boop 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 <laughs> Why would I want to like a movie like that? It's really funny. It's, it's wonderful, <laughs> it is. and it's if funny, you're watching, I and love it's a Lucy. fantastic scene. It's beautiful. It's beautifully I'm executed. sure everyone agrees with you, and Jerry and I are just going to slink off. And I hope so. I, everybody <laughs> on Facebook that agrees with me, please lay into these two clowns, because we, we've had a whole movie of this. <laughs> If we were well, clowns, no, they'd love I'm, it. We'd be swirting water in each other's faces and throwing. But I, you know on what? I'm with you on that, Tom. In the sense that if this is the timbre of the movie, which it is, and uh, to their credit, it's consistent. I'm disappointed in that choice then. Yeah. And it's cool. Look, all movies are different. They're all different. Temple of Doom did that thing, and it was a departure, which, Pete, I gave you mad props on for saying each movie's different, and they took chances on, which is cool. That's a great point. I just don't like, you know, you ever, you ever try it, uh, you go to the, you go to, uh, you buy some ice cream and you try a new flavor and you go, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, and somebody goes, time. well, you know, yeah. good for you. Yeah. You tried a different flavor. And I go, sure. Would you get it again? Hell no. It's not what I wanted. Now I got to go watch Raiders to cleanse the palate. <laughs> but it yeah. could be a flavor that is still really good. It's just not your favorite, but you wouldn't want just... your favorite ice cream every single time, would you? He would well, actually. I, yeah, I would actually. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, That's I kind of. I, so why, well, why do you why. try different? No, this is, why do you try well, different so milkshakes, Jerry? Why don't you just a, have your favorite one the whole time? That's well, I I do try and temper that with that. But here's what's interesting: when I do get ice cream, ice cream and milkshakes, I'm very consistent because those things are two thousand calories a piece. <laughs> so if you're gonna spend two thousand calories. It better be damn good. And anyone who knows me knows that if I go to like Dairy Queen or some fake Dairy Queen somewhere and I get like, oh, let me try the Oreo smash peanut butter topping one. And if I take two or three sips and I don't like it, I throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. Because it's not mm. worth the 1,500 calories to have a knight fall mm. over backwards at the climax <laughs> of the movie. It's like five push-ups you don't have to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like 10 episodes of a podcast we don't have to do. It's like 500 push-ups you don't have to do anymore. So listen, I think it's great because Tommy and I are consistent on this. We do like our movies a certain flavor. And, we and we're the two Indiana smartest people Jones. we know. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here, Neil, because you're there with Pete saying, hey, have a little Thank fun, here, loosen <laughs> up, and it's great. We're going to get into one of those Beat It-style dance-offs. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, hold on. We've got we've got uh, Mr. West Side Story here. I... Oh, yeah. Talk about dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not that I don't think it's funny, Pete. I do think it's funny. I just <laughs> feel it's inappropriate for, I guess my flavor of indiana jones and how seriously i did take the last few minutes because yeah. it was well done and harrison ford acts it so well and that was previously the previous minute was the scariest most tense filled part of the entire movie for me mm -hmm. yeah i can see that I mean, maybe I you just when you you know what when you get it's kind of, imagine this, you're getting a malt and the first five sips are fantastic and you go, geez, this is exactly what I wanted. And then all of a sudden in that malt, you're like, ho, 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 who put spinach in here? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. 
And, yes. you, and they're like, oh, no, that's how we did this malt. It's a chocolate spinach maca green tea with lobster bisque. <laughs> and you're like, what? Just, I mean, and then you get past that and you almost barf and then you're back to beautiful chocolate malt again. I think what bugs like, me about delicious. this exact gag is that <clears throat> it feels like after all that, yes, the movie is consistently kind of swung sometimes kind of seasickly between you know serious kind of gritty fun and also like kind of goofy fun so you're sort of expecting that from the movie but then in this moment it feels to me like the movie itself is afraid to take itself seriously at all and it has to throw in a little boopy to boop 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 like at this moment where like oh my god indiana jones is facing off with a with a 700 year old knight who's here to protect the grail with his life oh but he fell down so it's cool it's all right but we've got so much serious stuff going on and i like that this kind of lightens the mood for a second because we had yeah we had a ton we kind of need the tension to be released a little bit or it's just going to be non-stop but it just started (laughs) the tension no it's been going on for a while like he shot his dad he's gone through all the different ordeals and he gets to the night and it's like you know what i need to take a breath and this is your little breath and then you'll get back it'll be pretty bad it gets gets back on track pretty quick yeah but then give me a five minute breather somewhere else yeah this is the big okay how about this what if i pitched you guys this Pete, wouldn't you love to see Indiana Jones battle a real knight whose visor was down and he has a six-foot sword? Yeah. And he's like the real deal and it's serious? It's two good guys. That's true. But that's okay. That's even cooler. Yeah, but they have two different He doesn't have to kill him. He doesn't have to kill the guy. It's the final challenge. And this will infuriate Tom, too. But, like, I really enjoy watching the original Star Trek shows the, the original yeah. tv show Trail but i don't counselor. like that every single one ends with kirk in a fist fight with an alien and i kind of yeah. like that indy didn't have a fist fight here with a knight you know he didn't end up Ooh. having a dr- knockdown drag him out fight they went a different direction it was an unexpected direction it was something that you know you're not expecting like hey this is a, this is something new I, i'm completely i wasn't expecting any of this to happen well i wonder so, if that okay. is part of the reason why they made him why they made him old and not able to have an honest to goodness yeah. fight because, uh-huh. because they didn't want Indiana Jones to have to like yeah. kill or wound or defeat somebody who was actually a good guy doing yeah. his job. Yeah. So but wait, still, wait, he doesn't wait, have wait, to fall wait, down and go yeah, boop it a boop. Here's, here's the thing. I, wait a minute. Why don't, how about this? Why don't they just have the knight be solemn? He doesn't have to swing the sword or have this vanquished single, you know, mono, mono combat. Yeah. He just can be the knight. And he says, congratulations, you passed the final test. Mm-hmm. I've been expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> or he could do like a Cosm and be like, oh, you're here to save your dad? All right, forget it. I've been here for 700 years. I'm good. Here's my sword. It sounds like you're a movie on a, they... You've got a noble pursuit. Make fun of on Mystery Science Theater. What we have here is neither. We have not a battle, and we have no, you know, we, no reverence. Yeah. The movie doesn't have the reference. That's what. Yeah, I yeah, the that. movie. Yeah, maybe in real life the guy would fall down trying to swing that sword like that. But well, I don't wait a minute. Well, I still don't even know what. How old is he? And he? Why does? Why does he have lumbago? <laughs> I'm gonna let that go for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I'm ready to uh, but let that see, go. Everybody in the movie has misunderstood the Grail, and I think it's possible we've all misunderstood the Grail too, because it never says he won't grow older. It just says he won't die. That's those are very different things. 
Well, I mean, the silly part is the the Grail, you know, giving you everlasting life. Like, you know, uh-huh. Father Maori was here and he said, look, guys, <laughs> you don't need the Grail for that. <laughs> yeah. You show up to church and be a good person. You'll be all right. So, like, that's the big misunderstanding. But if, I mean, that makes it really silly if it's like, well, it's kind of supernatural, but it's not that great. It's like, you know, yes, you'll live forever, <laughs> but by the end you'll be like a pile of dust, well, like a sentient pile of dust. You don't like ironic it's yeah, a typical of God, though. Something you know, it's not all well, good. You know, you get eternal life, but there's a lot of suffering that's going to happen to you. At the same I time, so. you get really old. It's God is Rod Sterling. <laughs> well, that's what. Well, yeah, yeah I, I, that's, I like the Twilight Zone episode aspect of it. Like, it's it is kind of an ironic wish fulfillment thing. Yeah. Well, so okay, hang on a minute. So let's let's put a microscope to this. All right, he you know he he lives forever, but forever, but it doesn't mean he doesn't get old. So what age is he? Because I'm saying he's like maybe 78. Uh-huh. Yeah. So did he just like, so did he finally get back into that cave when he's, when he was 78? Or maybe, I he mean, just... he's not, he's not 800, but he's 78, like plus 700. Like, yeah. It's the way, the yeah, but so he it, should right? look like, differently. No, I mean, it's 70, 78 in kind of his, body years but he's 700 in his in his mind right so when yeah. so explain seen, to me how he ages is a hundred well, years I mean, one year uh, it, it, getting solemn i mean he if you ever if you ever seen someone who if you ever known someone who later in the life gets old really fast it, it seems to be you know uh-huh. like yeah they, they, you seem that they seem okay and they seem fine and oh, he's, he's 80 years old he's going fine but then that kind of next five years there's a big kind of mm, drop off yeah. in the deterioration. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of the time in my mind, that's a mental thing more than anything. And it's just kind of, I don't know, some people, you know, you see them, they retire from work when they hit 65 or something. And it's just because they haven't got that thing in their world anymore. It's, you know, there's, there's something missing and there's, there's a deterioration. I think, you know, this guy's yeah. just wearing the 700 years on his, on his skin, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, so you're there's also, there's... He... Oh, go ahead. Well, Pete, you were just saying that. <laughs> I mean, now I'm even more confused. Well, there's you're another saying huge that possibility he's choosing, here. Like you're, cho- he's choosing to guard the Grail, but he doesn't really have to. Right, and there's another Ooh. huge possibility that we're all missing. It's quite possible that he was 78 years old when he found the Grail. <laughs> I was just thinking that, yeah. No, I thought because I when thought the brothers came asked. out, they I were also super that. old. You know, remember when the other two yeah. brothers left, and they left 700 years ago, and they were super old already. But see, this still doesn't make sense because then that would be 1289 or whatever to 1238. Right. If it's only 700 years. But the first crusade was 1095. No, but the crusades ended. Like they were still going on. We'll talk about that in the next minute with the dates because I've got an issue with the dates. But the crusades went on until the late 1200s. So Right. So that's what I'm... But that's what I still don't understand. So did... Saying that if he... Say, let's say he didn't age and he just happened to build or get to this little cave when he's 78 mm-hmm. and then he he's frozen there in time. Right. He just, his back always hurt. And right. by the time he, <laughs> by the time he built this little cave or had everything established, he couldn't pick up his sword anyway. Right. Because, but then he says, I no longer have the strength, but he may not and have had like, the strength 700 years ago. And Do you remember, understand the mental gymnastics we have to <laughs> walk through to get there? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I agree. That is possible. 
But it, yeah, I mean, that is possible. When the when the Crusades happened, like it, the Crusades wasn't, you know, a three hundred year long war or two hundred year long war. Like the Christians came from Western Europe, and they, you know, they they conquered Jerusalem, and then they actually had a king in Jerusalem, and they had a government there, you know, for like a hundred and something years, and so they actually people just live there. So it's possible that, you know, he wasn't fighting the whole time. Like he could have been a knight and then he could have just, a lot of the people that went there, they just stayed there and they, you know, they lived there until they died. And he could very well have been one of those people. And while he's living there, he's kind of bored. You know, there's not a lot of fighting going on for a while. And he's like, I'm just going to go explore this canyon. And then he finds the grail and all of a sudden, hey, then he's 78 But what is this? So what does this have to do with Joseph of Arimathea then? Well, Joseph of Arimathea had the cup the first time. Like he, I don't know how they found it, but that's all. I'm so. What's just you know what? Don't flutter flute me. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Are you guys gonna start talking about the radio on the Zeppelin again? I'm yeah, no. It's just. I mean, wait. That's all. Just don't flutter. This is like a bad sixth grade play. That's all. And it's yeah. like, wouldn't it be funny if the night fell over? Yes, and, it would. Look, Yes, it and would. it's it's it is it is, but it just <laughs> look gotta, okay. He's, so one, he's, he's got to look old because it's a movie, right? And and he's supposed to be seven hundred years old. Yeah, and so it would be weird maybe for the audience if he's like a forty-five year old. That's a great point. Man. Yeah. See, but I would expect. Person, right? But I don't think it, all you had to do was was take him like he's a knight who is guarding the Holy Grail. Yeah. Like think, especially if you think of all like the Celtic Grail lore, you're like that. All that stuff is like you know these robust dudes that are yeah. seeking this stuff. It's like a horn of plenty, and you know uh, this kinda, this symbol, you know, symbol of uh, bounty and and everlasting, uh, you know, abundance. But it's kind of nice. And life, you blow off the cobwebs and the dust of time. And this is something that people have forgotten about for a thousand years. And and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's something here. You know, nobody's thought about this guy for hundreds of years. Like he's just been completely forgotten. And it's kind of nice that you go back and it's like, well, maybe he's not what he used to be. You know, it's like, <laughs> things can change a lot oh. in a thousand years. Still doesn't I have swear to fall to down. I, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. You know what sucks about the falling down? <laughs> Literally. I, I can't take him seriously completely after that. He's like in like two or three of the most, you know, tense minutes of the movie, like the climax of the movie. And I can't totally take him seriously after that. Yeah. He's a silly little old man with a gray light on him. So the and actor, you know Robert Edison, that played him, uh, <laughs> he was a TV and stage actor. And this was the first time he'd ever done a movie. And he was apparently super nervous. And he kept asking uh, really? Spielberg, am I doing this right? Am I doing it right? Wow. So if I guess if Tom Taylor and Jerry Porter had been there, they'd be like, "No, you no, are not." No. Right. What were we thinking? It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna say this, Pete. Uh, you know, look, I think that uh, this is a sinking ship, and and no, nothing can really change my mind. But no, I'll I say know this: that, yeah. as we're all going, you're not down getting on, on my door sinking... either, Jerry. Yeah, is... <laughs> as I think, you know, going down in the sinking ship. I swear to God, you're saying, no, 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 Jerry, it's really not that bad. I want you to think of it this way. And you do it beautifully. Like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm still stubborn, and it's 51%. No, we're all going to die a horrible death on this stupid. My mom was right. We're all going to die dumb. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is stupid, but you you argue these things so beautifully. And well, I appreciate do, that. And you, you make it very try. hard not to. Love I know it. you make it very hard to keep loving this movie sometimes. And so. you do oh, bring up some job. great, you know, you, it, well, you know, you bring up some great jobs. And and just to throw you overboard right now, why is this French knight? Why does he have a British accent? No, why does he even He's speak French. English? How does he speak? Yeah. Nobody would have spoken English at this point. Yeah. And you could say you could say to me, "Oh no, 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 come on. They just he's a, you know, it's a British knight. He's a British. It's just a British old-timey thing." Then just go back to Donovan's office and say it was a British knight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has no consequence that the knight is from France. That has right. no real part in the story. Or the movie. It's not maybe important. He's, maybe he spent so, the last 700 years learning every single language on Earth. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he, he spotted oh, that he's... Indy was uh, American, which he found out <laughs> existed. He's, he's got, got a newspapers and groceries. He's got a little room in the next thing that's like a wall of TVs. Yeah. Like from yeah. all over the world. <laughs> yeah. He's Ozymandias, yeah. Although you would have been livid. You would have both been irate. If he had had like a movie French accent, he would have been so angry, so furious. Again, that's that's audience expectation, right? You know, it it would have made sense, and so I would have said, okay, so let's just make it a British knight. <laughs> yeah, but if if he had been yeah. an actual French knight with a French accent, you would have like well, you would have destroyed would have this cast podcast. Peter Sellers or something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He had like a little mustache. He's oh, sure. <laughs> this one is heavy. Hey, hey, zut alors. Sacre bleu. My soccer is blue. Zut alors. You're turning a Pepe Le Pew now. <laughs> oh, hey, Jared, you hear those, uh, you hear those trumpets? Is that trumpets? Is that a oh, fanfare? Well, I hear them now. Well, yeah. Uh, hey, it's Brian Riley from Fordham University. I think. Hey Brian! <laughs> hey Brian! Uh, how are you guys doing? Good, <laughs> good. It's good I, to see I, you. Yeah, you're on your way from teaching uh, Renaissance literature in French, I'm guessing. Yep, yep. Even earlier, from about uh, the 11th century on. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I have a question for you, Brian. You, you, I, I was thinking about your name. There are no Saint Brians. No, I don't think there are. Um, there's a there's somebody in South America, I think a Jesuit actually in South America, who is on the road to being canonized, but I don't think there's a St. Brian yet. We'll get there. That seems like I, I should look up that name. There should be one. There's something sort of, I don't know, Celtic or Welsh about it, something. Ryan. Yeah, yeah it's, Ryan's a, it's, it's an Irish and... name. It's uh, totally Yeah, amazing. exactly. I, I, sure, I certainly knew a lot of Brian's uh, who <laughs> kind of wound up at, at Fordham, Jesuits. <laughs> Is there a St. Ryan? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know anything about the Ryan's. Hmm. Oh, do you know how many things I know about the Ryan's? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with so many damn Irish Ryan's. <laughs> Go on for days about those Ryan's. No, well, the Ryan's were always a problem. Seven of the nine guys on my baseball team once were all named Brian or Ryan. It was very confusing. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, Brian, I, it, it's very fortuitous we ran into you because uh, right now we're talking about the night uh, in the Last Crusade as Indy's coming into the knights, sort of the Grail Temple and runs into the night. And it, it struck me right away as perhaps slightly odd that the knight speaks perfect modern English. 
That is odd. That is odd. (laughs) (laughs) Phew. Thank you. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about this, though. And you have to know that Berlitz existed at the time. So, so long as those, <laughs> so long as the brotherhood could get him his Berlitz tapes, you know, he probably was able to learn it. And this is sort of thing he was, he was, he was putting it on at night before he goes to sleep. <laughs> Only 15 minutes a day and you too. Absolutely. He must've been, he must've been because, um, yeah, if, if he's a knight of the first crusade, he's speaking old French. And in fact, he's speaking pretty much the oldest old French we have record of. And um, that's that's pretty different from certainly from English, but it's even very different from modern French. So would 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 knights who were coming from England also have spoken mainly French still at this point, or would they have been speaking like early English? Well, if he's a knight of the first crusade, I'm guessing you know maybe he was born in the 1060s, 1070s. You know maybe he's 20, 30 years old. Um, in which case, uh, if he's going back to France, he's going to be French speaking. Mm-hmm. And even right. if, even if he's going to England, he's going to be Norman French speaking, okay. and uh, and so you know I mean English inherits a lot of that Norman French, but it's still French. It's not uh, it's not you know Chaucer's English. Okay. That, that so so they basically just pulled the card of oh we need somebody to sound smart and wise, and so let's get him the old British accent. <laughs> well, I was I was wondering if it was one of those things where if you watch like uh, if you watch old films and they're in a foreign country, they speak, you know, British English or some such. Um, so maybe, you know, Indy and him are speaking Latin. That certainly would have been. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been I've been trying to find a way, try to find a way. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so have we. <laughs> they could have done like at the beginning of uh, Hunt for Red October where. They both start speaking in Latin and it kind of goes and it turns into English. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that, that's, that creates a problem, though, for the, um, the test that gets him there in terms of the name of God, because that's uh-huh. the only thing that I, that I can't work out insofar as the name of God for that night would not have begun with either an I or a J. It would have begun with a D. He would have used, <laughs> he was, would have used Dominus. It would have been the Latin, you know, for Lord. So, oh, that's, interesting. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, That's so Indy, Indy, Indy should Indy should have fallen through long before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's incredible! Wow, yeah, that's that, that just floored me. I've been, I tell you guys, yeah, you guys yeah. have inspired. I've, I've been doing some research here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. To I know. I, can, <laughs> I don't know. I'm completely how to lost. Go on. <laughs> I'm wondering. It's like at first we heard the trumpets. I was happy to run into you. <laughs> now I'm and kind that, of shocked. Now you're, yeah, you're rethinking that. You're rethinking. <laughs> I'm that. rethinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you, uh, t- can you talk to us a little bit about the. Uh, the book that's in 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 uh, Donovan's office. Yeah, this is why I got in touch with you guys because on one of your your shows you were talking about illuminated manuscripts and and whether this would make sense or not. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so I did a still of the of the scene, and it turns out that the the book on Donovan's um, you know whatever that thing is the lectern, uh, it's actually um, called the Death of King Arthur, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's about what happens after. The quest for the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like it's very inappropriate, but uh, but actually, I, uh, yeah, actually, I think it actually it works quite well because the death of Arthur is sort of like the end of the medieval tale of the Grail. So, where would you continue the text? You would continue it 
you know, you would make notes in that text itself. So that makes sense. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, there was a couple. There were a couple of problems with it. Insofar as like the pages are actually out of order, uh -huh. um, and then uh, the Grail Knight apparently the prop uh, has the same page duplicated. Um, but you actually, I don't think you actually see what the Grail Knight is reading. Uh, yeah, but, I don't think. It... But but if you could, it would it would be this text, the death of King Arthur, which is part of a huge um, a piece of literature from the 13th century, uh, which starts with uh, in Joseph of Arimathea and the taking the Holy Grail to Britain. But um, apparently, in the prop, it's the same page written twice. So that again would be a bit of a problem. But, um, you know, so maybe the knight is sitting there just, you know, trying to learn to read and write very slowly. Well, I, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still kind of caught up on, so the knights, I always assumed the knight was reading the Bible. So the knight is too. reading the story of finding the grail. It's just like he's reliving his greatest hits over and over and over again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I thought he was too. Yeah, he's reading, he's reading one of the pages that's shown in Donovan, and it's actually an episode from, oh, actually, it's an episode from the Lancelot Grail, and now I forget what I sent you uh, in terms of the translation. But it's, um, yeah, the, the part he's reading is, about, is actually about a woman who's in love with Lancelot, if I remember correctly. So it's not about the the Grail at all. Oh well, that huh. that makes a little more sense if he's been in here for eight hundred years. He's exactly that's, <laughs> that's him sneaking into the woods and <laughs> yeah, yeah. He might take off a little that chain mail. <laughs> wow, I kind of want to cut to the chase here. Does the Holy Grail exist? <laughs> you've you've really cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of talked. I mean, because I, I mean, you, you you deal with the medieval literature and that sort of thing, and this. I, I mean, and it seems to take several different forms, or at least, uh, the, you know, the background is murky and sort of a bastardization of all these different tales. Hmm. Uh, uh, some well, Celtic that's what this and, film does so brilliantly. Yeah. This, this film does so brilliantly by having. Is it Marcus who says? the quest for the holy grail is the quest for the divine in all of us right um, yeah and then and then at the end when henry uh, is asked what he found and he says illumination um and then for for indiana when when you know he calls him Indi when henry calls him indiana and he looks at him face to face that really is the essence of the holy grail uh you know in terms of the either the celtic tradition or the christian tradition that it's this uh, thing of plenty of phenomenal goodness, right? That that uh, mm -hmm. it's joy and a human connection. Mm. Uh, the Grail itself, in the text that the that is in Donovan's office and the text that the knight is reading, that Grail gets taken from England back east to a place called Saras, and from there it actually gets taken back up into heaven. So the Grail itself should oh. be inaccessible. Uh, wow. and the, the medieval, yeah, and the medieval author himself even says anybody who says that they've seen the Holy Grail ever since this moment is, you know, lying or you know a, a fraud. Um, so that that raises a question of in this film whether it's actually the Holy Grail or whether it's just another one of these tests, uh, and the Grail is just as Marcus says it is, or just as Henry says it is. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's amazing.
Yeah. And so it's almost like a, there's a final test. No, wait. There's a that was that was just the penultimate test. There's a final <laughs> test. No, wait a minute. That one doesn't. That was the penultimate penultimate test. And so at the end, yeah. the Grail is just a test because the actual Grail is up in heaven. That that's what I think. Uh, they've really they've really nailed sort of the essence of of the Grail. Even if they get you know the pages out of order, or even if they get some of the details wrong. There's a lot of medieval inspiration in this film, um, and you can find echoes. Uh, actually, I guess it would be the other way around. This film echoes the medieval literature quite well, but I think it really captured that central feature of the Grail as a connection between people, between a community. Wow. Wow. And, and, and so if we were to ask a, a crusader or somebody from the, the you know, the the... 12th, 13th, 14th century about, I mean, is that essentially how they would feel about it? Well, did, did they yeah. feel that way back then, <laughs> I guess is what I should say. <laughs> well, so the problem is, is that they really did have this, um, uh, this love for relics and yeah. everything that could be connected. So, you know, um, when the Mongols start coming out of the East and people start thinking it's the end of the world, there's this rush to get relics back west, which is why, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, or heard of the, the Saint-Chapelle in Paris. The Saint-Chapelle is, yeah. is built as sort of a, it's a chapel, but it, it itself is almost a reliquary for uh, some pieces of the, the crown of thorns. Uh, I think maybe there's a piece of the true cross. Um, and so, yeah, the would they have believed that there was this grail to be found. Well, if they believed the literature, they believe it's back in heaven. If they, uh -huh, right. if they believe, um, you know, that, that there are, you know, the possibility of having 1,000 different nails of the cross out there, <laughs> which shows that they're <laughs> able to, you know, they're sure that they can believe anything is, is a relic, um, then, you know, maybe they would have been able to believe that it had been found once again. Wow. It, was, like, it wasn't the whole... First Crusade kind of saved by the guy find, like digging in the church and finding part of what he said was the Holy Lance. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, uh, the, and even up to the sacking of Constantinople, which plays into the film as well in terms of the um, the Venice Library, uh -huh. um, the, the the French Crusaders really take any opportunity to uh, either find or invent, uh, create these these old relics so definitely it was it was one of the things they were most interested in i like that because the, the indy is kind of like a modern day french crusader in this sense like he kind of <laughs> either either invents or appropriates uh different relics that he finds around the world and and takes them back to quote unquote safety yeah there's there's a nice moment in um an otherwise not terrible terribly good film uh the one the joan of arc one uh with mila uh, not, yeah, with Mila Jovovich, where uh -huh. uh, the, the holy ointment uh, is found to be empty. And so one of the characters creates a miracle by pour, pouring olive oil into it or something like that. Um, <laughs> and of course, everybody else is going to believe it, but they understand the power of making fictive objects like that. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. What's, what's so fascinating to me is is how so much of this stuff is mythical and then yet so much of it is based on tangible artifacts. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you talk about the Grail legend and the the Middle Ages and the way people thought. It's like, don't go out in the woods. It's scary. Or the Grail legend. And then at the same time, they, they're collecting, as you said, 
you know, the, the relics and they venerate, you know, a finger from, you know, John the Baptist or something. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just how, I guess in a way it's so macro perspective and then so micro perspective <laughs> all at yeah, once really, thrown really together. Based, as you say, really based on their lived experiences. One of the things I've been trying to track down is the, uh, the invisible bridge, um, you know, sort of where Indy takes his leap of faith. And it mm -hmm. seems that, that that might have a Celtic origin as well. And it might just oh, be really? the case. Yeah, it might just be the case that as you're walking across a bridge and, you know, sort of a boggy, swampy or misty area, you sort of can't see the bridge in front of you and it becomes sort of a, a dangerous prospect. Um, huh. And wow. so, yeah, the, the, the there's a piece of literature that has a lot of connection to the three trials uh, from 12th century England by a woman named uh, Marie de France. And uh, she has a bridge. It's not invisible, but it's one of her uh, challenges through purgatory. And, uh, and how does the guy overcome? How does he get through it? He invokes the name of God, right? So it almost seems to me that, that these writers hmm. of the film knew this literature somehow. And it could just be they knew the specific sources, or it could just be that they knew, as you, know, you were saying, Jerry, they knew this sort of... Um, uh, this folk motif, you know, it's sort of all in the air. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, and I, I know when uh, when they first started, when George Lucas first had the idea for Last Crusade, he actually, there was a, a research department at Lucasfilm, and he, he said like, hey, you know, Janice and Frank, or, you know, whoever it was, uh, I want you to give me all the research you can on uh, the Holy Grail or the Fountain of Youth or whatever, however he first started it. And they actually went, you know, to the library for the next three weeks and they researched everything they could. So it's possible they actually did have some pretty good foundational knowledge before they started this. Yeah, I'd give them a pretty good grade. I mean, the um, the fact that there were three brothers and only one of them comes out maps perfectly well into that Lancelot Grail text uh, that is, uh, you know, that I said is in Donovan's thing that the guy's reading. Um, because there are three uh, knights that um, achieve the Grail quest and only one of them comes back to tell the tale. You know, I mean, it, hmm. again, yes, they, right. they did their research, it seems like. Can you, uh, speaking of doing their research, can you fill us in a little bit on the, this Chronicles of St. Anselm business? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it, that just kind of sounds odd. <laughs> no. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. I like that's it. Awesome. No, you I, got I the cannot, bridge down, but that's bogus. <laughs> I still have a year before I have to teach the class, so you know I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll do some more research. Yeah, <laughs> has has there been uh, was there like a, an explosion of people wanting to study medieval literature ever since the Da Vinci Code and that whole thing, like you know, fifteen years ago? Uh, well, you know, I think there's been an I, 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 there's been another resurgence thanks to um, uh, Game of Thrones, hmm. and oh, talk yeah. about talk about somebody who knows his medieval history, George R. R. Martin. Uh, everything is an illusion. Everything. Hmm. Wow. Uh, in fact, um, I, I should send you in terms of the, the Dominus thing, that the name of God in Latin would begin with a D. Um, there's a beautiful uh, manuscript you can see online uh, from the kingdom of Jerusalem. Uh, so something that this crusader knight would have been familiar with. And it's called the Melisande Psalter. And Melisande strikes me as something that George R. R. Martin was doing with that uh, character, Melisandre. I mean, he takes all the names, even the, the, the events 
uh, of his books from medieval literature and from medieval history. It's truly amazing. Wow. That you know, God, that bothers me so much. The Jehovah, because they try to, <laughs> they try to get around it. They try to go, no, no, no. We're really smart. We we're out ahead of you. <laughs> you know, we we outsmarted you. Well, let, let, let me let me even further your trouble there, because what Indy <laughs> steps on when he steps on the J to in a medieval manuscript that that was more like a T. That was a T with a little flourish. That wasn't a J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that IJ distinction would have been later. That's that's some, not something a, a crusader knight would have been doing. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Brian. This was this was awesome. This is uh, I feel enlightened. My <laughs> illuminated, yeah, absolutely. Perhaps, but, yeah, illuminated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, my my pleasure. My pleasure. I, I look forward to sending you the link. Uh, you know, some of these manuscripts are online and they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we would love to post those. And do you have any place uh, you'd like any of our listeners to 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 go check out, or any place you'd like them to see you or anything? Uh, I'm not really out there. I've, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if people have trouble sleeping, I've got a book coming out in about a year, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, cool. oh, what's the book? Yeah. Uh, the, the book is actually half of it's on the Lancelot Grail uh, cycle. It's on the Merlin part of it. Uh, it's a book called uh, Getting the Blues. It's going to be about uh, color in old French literature. Oh, wow. that sounds cool. Getting the Blues. Well, we'll, uh, we'll definitely post a link to that at some point. When we're right. knee deep in crystal skull, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm. I'm. I'm wondering whether I'm going to be listening to that. But uh, you've got me, <laughs> I, I'm going back and I'm listening to the. Um, I'm listening to the Temple of Doom, which which never did it for me. But uh, but you guys are making some good points and making me appreciate the film <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, I'm just I'm just thrilled that I found you for this one, uh, which is such a, a great film. You know, uh, oh, we are too. We are too. Yeah, and thank you for reaching out. This is this is. Yeah, great. and if if you do find, I mean, we're going to be doing the fourth one. If you if you find something that you'd like to jump in about, please don't hesitate to 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 let us know. The only thing I can tell you about the fourth one is, um, I was uh, so I was at Yale when they were filming it, and uh, it's uh, he you know when he drives his motorcycle into the library, he actually uh -huh. winds up he actually winds up in the cafeteria. <laughs> That's about all I know about the film. <laughs> well, that's where we all would like to end up, I think, at some point anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and we do have a listener's crusade. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. And in fact, uh, St. Vitus, uh, or whatever his name is, St. Vitus, Vitus. Vitus, Vitus oh yeah. Yeah, Vitus. he came up the other day because it's the uh, 500th anniversary of his big, uh, his big plague in Strasbourg. Uh, oh. Strasbourg, France, where people started dancing and they kept dancing until they died. Yeah, uh, the, the Saint Vitus <laughs> dance. Yeah, Saint Vitus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, awesome. It's good, good to run into you and uh, Jerry. I guess we should uh, dance our way back into uh, this episode. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Here I go. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Here I go. This hurts. <laughs> <laughs> So what's this what's this look of recognition that the knight gives Indy? I have no idea, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you try and bail us out of this sinking well, ship? Oh, you don't like this either? I think this is an it interesting question. Like does does Indy have the mark of Yahweh or does he know that he's a good guy or why he seems to look at him like he recognizes something good in him? 
Yeah, no, he gazes at Indy like he's always like he always knew Indiana Jones would come. Not someone, but Indy. And I he's kind of one of those ah, my boy. Yeah, Jones. and and see, check. <laughs> It's 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 like this predestined vibe, you know, and and that's not an everyman like uh, Jonathan yeah. Rinsler was saying. That's not an everyman. That's that's. I'm sorry, but that encroaches upon midichlorian territory <laughs> yeah. for me. Like See, Indiana never, Jones is he's a knight now. I had never considered this. What you guys are talking about that he's that he's recognizing Indiana Jones. I always thought he was just like. He just attacked it like somebody came into his cave. He attacked him, and now he's like taking a breath and being like, "Wow, somebody actually finally showed up. Somebody's here." And that's like, what this the, is what the I was here for, that. waiting for. And that look, but not that Indiana that. Jones is here. Yeah, no, I don't think he. I don't think it means that he recognizes Indy himself. But I think okay, does it seems like he recognizes something about him? Like there's something valiant about him, or there's something courageous, Maybe. or something good about him. Like he seems like he sees something in his face that says, "This guy's all right." He's very handsome. I- yeah, I, you know what? I think they take it one too far. He gives him this. The, he has this like avuncular pleasantness to him, mm-hmm. and I don't understand. He swings the sword. He misses. He falls down, and then he goes, "Oh my boy!" <laughs> and you're kind of like, "Dude, what's going on?" <laughs> I wish you did I under- say, I, I, "Oh my boy," that'd be like a callback to Java and that deleted scene from Star Wars. Oh my boogie, boogie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it boogie just, boy. I agree. He sees something, but it looks like he's not like, "Oh, this is the guy." And then, then he, I mean, vanquished. What? <laughs> it's yeah. figurative. Well, that's the next minute, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. he he. It's a little too like I get that he's expecting <laughs> someone. There's a there's a few other lovely wordless exchanges, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they're brilliantly done. It's that it's just subtle subtle little looks between the characters. Um, yeah, you know when Elsa turns to to pick the cup, um, and you know cuts to Indy in the night, and at, it's a nice angle. The night's kind of sitting down there and it's looking up at Indy, and, and the, the camera's looking up and. You know, she goes to pick up this 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 this, this cup, and and the knight just looks around and turns it to Indy. Doesn't say anything. Totally deadpan. Yeah, Indy yeah, kind yeah. of does the side eye and looks mm-hmm. back, and they know. I mean, she's she's straight up murdering Donovan here, right? <laughs> yeah. There's no <laughs> questions there. Somebody on the listeners' crusade was questioning that a long time ago, and and no one else understood what he was talking about. That, yeah. that 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 it was it was plainly obvious that she's definitely intentionally picking the wrong thing for him and killing him. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Yeah. And well, when we get there, there's I think a lot of evidence to back that up. Yeah. Well, she. I mean, That's she basically she basically picks up the first one she she sees, right? I mean, <laughs> but then that begs the question: Does she know that it's not the real one? Does yes. she know which one the real one is? Yeah. Because she'll say right after that what the real okay, one is then the, the, yeah I mean it's I don't know I think I'm glad I got one gag in this minute I, I'm, <laughs> but, but I'm glad they're not all like winking at each other yeah you know right it's right. nicely this is this is them getting back to being subtle and, uh, yeah I like that. no that's that's beautiful I mean I if, if the knight wanted to like have a little stamp on his desk just as a nice callback that'd be okay with me too but that'd be awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Just elbows Indy in the ribs. Just got him, Indy. Yeah. Just got him. And Donovan dissolves, and he looks at the stamp like, did I just kill that man with my stamp? Well, on that note, uh, anybody have anything else for minute 110? Uh, why, yes. There is something. Is uh, something that brings coming. some peace and harmony back to the show? <laughs> doesn't always. There that's is true. Some, yeah, yeah, that's true. It it's true. It doesn't always. <laughs> We'll have to wait and see what happens when we uh, cross that. You know, by the way, I, so we had the leap of lion on, you know, the leaping from the lion on the one side. What was on the other side? Like the arriving aardvark? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the finishing ferret. Hey, nice anteater. to see you. <laughs> yeah, it's just when you show up. <laughs> nice Welcome to, to the see other ya. side. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your collector's cup. The light's waiting for you. This is in from Professor Christy Porter. Has Indy been a knight this whole time? Does the knight expect Indy to stay 700 years? I think the knight does expect Indy to stay 700 years. So is Indy the last? Well, no, I think I think this could just go on for eternity as far as the knight's concerned. But like That's, I said, I still think the knight made this all up. It's okay. That's why the knight is happy to see him. But, you know, that's why he gives him the kind of benefit of the doubt. It's like, oh, you're a good guy. Oh, yeah. But look, you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's just right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm here, and I'll be I on my way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, must see, must is... be getting back. The wife will be livid. <laughs> what Pete? What I love about you know your 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 like <laughs> Rube Goldberg contra- contraptions to make the movie come together and work. <laughs> so if the knight is all making this up, uh-huh. I can you know I'd say you know what Pete? All right, let me stand, let me stand and start bailing out this sinking ship, and I think we'll make it. You know, kind of like what what day is today? It's Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday. We're gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going, what the hell do I do with the whole rest of the movie? <laughs> if the knight's just making this up. <sighs> I mean, the knight made up this reason for him to stay here. He's kind of like, he took it upon I himself say, so, to be the savior so, of the grail. But then there's nothing at all spiritual. Well, there is in his mind. A, a, so, but then, like, God has nothing to do with the Holy Grail at all in this movie. Well, and yeah, then I'd say, could. so it, it can't really idea. save. It can't, but then it can't really save Indy's dad. No, I mean, God could That's still true. have, like, he could have given the Grail power and he could say, well, this was actually a pretty good idea this knight had. Yeah, he can keep guarding it for me or whatever. But it. It doesn't necessarily mean when God created the grail, you know, when someone made the grail and God gave it power with the Last Supper that he said, I will set a knight upon this, you know, in front of this grail for <laughs> a thousand years. Right, right. Like, I think like the knight just came along. probably also didn't hire the cruciform sword guys either. Like, they took it yeah, upon like, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So none, yeah. Of, none of this was, so, okay. So none of this was really God's plan. Like no, I don't think left, the traps were. I don't think this guy like was. God has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves the, you know, the Last Supper ends. Joseph of Arimathea steals the cutlery and the silverware. <laughs> yeah. And, and the- <laughs> God's like, oh, whatever. I mean, there's some magic cups I left down there. You know, it's cool. I'll imbue them with special powers. But whatever happens is cool. Sure. I mean, it's I not mean, my Garden of Eden. <laughs> What's interesting is there's zero like, mention of this whole interaction with the knight in any of Henry's stuff. 
Henry mentions yeah. like the three yeah. con- yeah. the three booby traps, but it's like, oh, and then you have to fight a knight at the end. Like, so it does yeah. sort of seem like the knight is sort of on his own track. And that's the fighting the knight is the penultimate challenge. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's like there's there's actually, from what I remember, like five challenges. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait, no. What do you mean? Some, I'm lost. But see, that's why. There's that, some booby traps. There's there's com, you know mono mono combat with the 700 year old knight, and then there's oh, picking then, the grail. Right, so you got to find the, you got to yeah. find the place as well. Yeah, up, right? that's true. Yeah. you got to yeah. find it. So it's, it. And you have but to have like, your dad kidnapped first, so you care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering. And also, then the, I feel like you know the final challenge is you get to sit there and go like, "Are you serious? This is what they're doing. <laughs> well, are you I was, serious? I, I have was, to accept this." <laughs> I was wondering also because you know Petra. I've not been to Petra, but I, you know, it looks very impressive, and I'm sure it's kind of you know mag- magnificent when you see it. It's not small, okay? It's quite a big thing. And are we just, are we to think that in 1938 this has been undiscovered by anyone else? It's just mm. sitting there in the side of this rock face in the desert. Well, in, there was a deleted scene where. Um... The, there, this this temple was supposed to be located in a canyon, a very 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 narrow canyon, that had the entrance blocked off. And there's a scene uh, a few minutes ago where the Nazis blow up the entrance to the canyon so they can actually get in into the canyon to see the temple. So that's why it had never been discovered. See, that would make more mm. sense because it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't hard for them to find it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And if you'd think that if this was something that people knew about, and you know, there's this okay, so there's this giant thing sculpted in this rock face. And when you try and go in there, uh, God kills you. <laughs> you, th- you, think, you think that would have been on the Jones's radar, wouldn't you? Should we go check this out, Dad? <laughs> yeah, that sounds neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But see, now I have, the problem I have is now it's not God killing you. Why is that a problem? That's just another example of uh, people like the Knight and the Cruciform Sword Brothers taking it upon themselves to protect the grail, I guess. Yeah. And I think that actually sort of makes noble. it a more I mean, interesting. Kind of a nice I think thing. that makes it a more interesting movie that, that mm-hmm. adds a layer of complexity. But then I, d- I, I don't know where to put my Yahweh here. <laughs> well, your Yahweh put the, put the power in the grail in the first place. Yeah. Just like with the Ark, you know, he left the Ark and he gave some instructions yeah, but- with it. Kind of like, you know, over on Neil's other podcast, he leaves some instructions with the, with the Mogwai. Mm-hmm. And if people follow them or they don't follow them, and with the Ark, they obviously did not follow them. And with this, this one guy decided, you know what, I'm going to try to follow some of these rules pretty scrupulously, and I'm going to build a whole, you know, temple around it and make sure no one does the does the wrong thing with it. Okay. Oh, so hang on, Pete. Yeah. Again, you, this you is do the, a this great is the radio job. all over. I'm listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you do you do you do a great job defending all this stuff. But do you really think this is what? the directors in the movie wants us to get from it, that the knight is just crazy and he takes it upon himself to do this. It's his duty. Well, it doesn't make him crazy. Yeah. Not crazy, I, yeah. but that's really what the story is. I think that's a, that's a, that's an equally valid interpretation. And I don't I think know, it's I another mean, I, one of the aspects that zips along so fast that it all kind of makes yeah. sense. And it's oh, a yeah, knight yeah. is working for God. Uh, he's got his thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, of course, but that's not what we signed up for. No, that's that true. would just be watching the movie regularly. <laughs> yeah, who would do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to leave it there. I think for minute one ten. And please, we've just mentioned Mogwise and and Neil. You host one of my very favorite podcasts. Uh, Thank you. The Mogwai Minute. Maybe you could tell the listeners a little bit more about that. 
Uh, thanks. Yeah, we, uh, my, we, uh, my co-host uh, George and I, uh, who's a, f- a previous guest on, mm-hmm. on the show as well. Um, yeah. We host the Mogwai Minute. We basically just do the same thing you guys do, uh, but for the movie Gremlins. And we've uh, wrapped up the Gremlins. Uh, the Gremlins. We've wrapped up on Gremlins. <laughs> I didn't even get the name of the movie right. Um, and we've just start, started recording uh, on Gremlins 2, the new batch. So that'll be coming oh, out. Excellent. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Oh, nice. At some point in the future. Awesome. And I, I've never seen Gremlins 2. I'm kind of curious. Oh, are you serious? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you might love it. Yeah, I, I love Gremlins. Gremlins 1 has always been one of my favorites. So. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what Jerry will think of it. No, I'm actually not that curious. I, I know yeah, what Jerry I will think of it. it. I don't need to I see it. I can tell it. you what Jerry's going to think of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely check out the Mogwai Minute. It's a great show. And check us out back here on Monday. Uh, for minute 111 of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Oh, my aching incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, I tell you, these corns. Corns. <laughs>